Hello and welcome back. This is episode three of Virtually Legal and this week we are going to be talking about online networking. If you joined us last week, we focused on in-person networking, so it only felt right to change our focus this week and move online since that's what the rest of the world seems to be doing anyway. Today we also have our first special guest, Lauren Moore. Um, I actually know Lauren for a bit of networking myself. We do the business update articles together. And ever since we've been writing articles together and sort of become friends, wouldn't you say, Lauren? Yeah, it's been fun. It's been great. <laughs> so why don't you start us off, tell us a bit about yourself, your career goals, where you want to go in the future, where you've been. Okay, fab. So hi, everybody. I'm Lauren Moore. Um, I've just graduated from the University of Manchester doing chemistry, which is quite rogue. Um, and then I'm going into law, hopefully, in September by doing the conversion course to GDL at the University of Law. Um, and yeah, basically, I'm just really passionate about kind of expanding my network and, and LinkedIn and, and tech and, you know, lo- loads of different things. And as Abby said, you know, we do the business update together. Like we love creating content and things online. And I think we're just kind of starting out in our kind of content creating careers <laughs> um so yeah then obviously like you know you've expanded into this podcast and then i've kind of started like global tech leap and things like that so yeah a lot a lot's going on <laughs> yeah so tell us a bit about the global tech loop and sort of where did you get the idea from or were you just sitting there one day and it sort of just sprung to mind <laughs> it's, it's quite a weird one actually so i finished my dissertation um in like april may kind of time and i'm the kind of person that like loves to be doing things all the time like i love to keep my mind occupied and then obviously because of because of covid that's kind of limited my my options <laughs> in terms of what i can go and do um so I, I was thinking about um just trying something new and just trying something different and i've always wanted to know a lot more about tech and you know for me like, i'm not anywhere near a tech expert but hopefully I'm, I'm getting a little bit better now having all these interviews and everything but yeah so I kind of I wanted to create a platform that was accessible to like everybody and that everybody could kind of learn with me if that makes sense because I know a lot of people really struggle with tech um because people just don't we don't really have that much exposure to it I don't think I didn't I didn't really see that much on LinkedIn like I went to a lot of webinars and things with various different networks and they were always talking about how important tech is going to be in the future and I, I just was looking on LinkedIn and I was like there isn't really anywhere that's you know, like an unfiltered kind of direct from the source kind of platform. It's um it's super important because I think people look at our generation and say oh obviously they know so much about tech they've We're grown tech up savvy, with it. Yeah. yeah and I'm I'm sure we like it is a little bit intuitive for us but also there is so much that I feel that I don't know so when people when people do about <laughs> this kind of like tech revolution it does make me a little bit nervous and to be honest that was actually one of um I don't know about you Abby but that was one of my reasons for wanting to do the podcast was because it kind of like forced me to get to grips with and learn new skills and like get to grips with editing software and things that I just wouldn't use in my day to day yeah and I think it's just creating that awareness as well because obviously I was going into like the legal sector hopefully like we're going to be using a lot of these tools and they're going to be things that we're around all the time so I think it is important to know about them and I feel like at our level we don't really get exposure to it because obviously like we're not used to like document augmentation or like whatever you know what I mean like we're not used to that kind of thing so I think it is really useful to have just speak to the experts that was the whole reason I wanted to do it because I wanted 
to kind of just go straight to the source if that makes sense because there's a lot of fake news about and I feel like these kind of topics they're hard enough to understand. So Lauren how do you I guess to start talking about networking Mm -hmm. how do you actually start to approach your um, interviewees? Um, I, I literally just reach out to people I feel like I'm a very kind of chatty person so I, I literally just send people a message, just a, a basic message saying like what I want, like why I want to interview them, and like what what's it for basically. And it's obviously quite hard, I think, with LinkedIn because you've got that like limited characters, haven't you, when you send a personalised oh, yeah. message. So you have to perfect it. <laughs> you have to like sit there and try and like fit all the characters in there. But um, yeah, I, I just approach people and I just say, you know, look, I'm 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 Lauren. Like I've I studied chemistry. Like I'm going into law. And I've, I've started up a platform and I'd love to interview you about this. And, you know, people are so generous with their, their time and their, like, responses and everything. It, it's just been, it's been fantastic so far. Because I feel like, as you were saying just then, I feel like with your podcast as well, we're, like, creating our own work experience. And I think it's really important, especially now in this kind of, like, you know, pandemic time when, you know, things aren't really readily available as they were before, like internships and things like that. I think it's really cool that we've kind of created our own kind of experiences just by ourselves because I feel like with Global Tech Leap obviously I've got my co-founders as well and you know we all work as a team and like it's just it's really good skills I think that you you wouldn't get anywhere else. Um, Are you finding that most people are getting back to you Um, like when you when you're sending out these messages have you had a few people like LinkedIn ghost you? (laughs) Oh absolutely absolutely this is the thing with with stuff like this the people that I contact you know they're they're full-on professionals that are very very busy <laughs> like so yeah there's definitely been been people that haven't responded and, and things like that but it's you've just got to keep going with it like when I first started it I think I sent out about like a hundred requests to different people and I maybe heard from like two people back like you've just got to like it, it's not personal do you know what I mean like the rejection mm-hmm. like it's not rejection like it's it's not at all like people are just really busy and probably just didn't even see it I thought that was interesting what you said about um sending that first message and you're you're like you're restricted by the characters you can send and stuff so that first message does need to be quite kind of punchy yeah Um, yeah something that something that I saw the other day which was um if you're messaging someone um and you want to get in touch with someone maybe they work at a firm that you're going to work at um Mm. it's always a good idea to try and like find common ground so don't just don't just message someone just because they work at the firm Mm. that you're going to work at because they are probably getting a lot of those messages I think try and make it more specific than that like say they went to your university or you follow similar pages because in the same way that in a normal face-to-face conversation you build relationships by finding common ground and common interests I think the same applies when you're networking online yeah and and be direct as well like send send like a question with it too like don't just you know I, I'm always of the mentality like don't ask don't get so like if you want help with a certain area of your application or you want somebody to read over it or something like literally just say that yeah in your direct and specific that's why online networking is so good as well because obviously in an in-person conversation there's only so many people you can actually reach out to whereas LinkedIn um online is limitless like, I wouldn't have ever met Lauren if I mm, if we weren't crazy online. I know like your base goes to the University of Manchester I go to Birmingham other yeah. than the business update we didn't really have a common mm. ground but you yeah. can sort you can reach so many different people and not just 
obviously LinkedIn as well, but you've got other social media platforms such as Instagram, Twitter, like all of those also can be beneficial, but depending on the professional questions that you are asking, LinkedIn normally is the go-to. Yeah, very true. I, I was thinking about that the other day, actually, just generally how to how to kind of build your LinkedIn profile and build a bit of a, like a personal brand with that maybe. Mm. And I think even even if you think, oh, you know, I'm just in first year, I don't have anything to like offer these people necessarily in small ways you can add value to other people's pages even if it's just um liking what they're posting um Mm. adding comments with questions like that generates views for their post and will spread it further and wider and I Mm. always kind of take note when people engage with what I'm posting so don't think that just because you're no like at the start of your career that you don't have anything to offer I think social media is good because it does give you those small opportunities to kind of give back in that way yeah definitely like when I first kind of started with LinkedIn it is so daunting like I remember I was like oh it's fine it's just LinkedIn I started it I started my account and like it's so overwhelming because like a lot I don't know about you guys but like a lot of my friends didn't have LinkedIn so it's not like it's not like Facebook where you can just add everybody (laughs) like you're literally starting from scratch like you really have to like build up your network naturally and it is really scary because you don't you don't know a lot of people you've just got to really just put yourself out there because people are so willing to help that's like the main thing that I've found from LinkedIn is that you know if you ask people like they're so willing to help because they were all in our position once recently I've (laughs) been um like looking at people I can connect with on LinkedIn. And normally, you know, originally you sort of look and think, do you know what, they will help me, they will benefit me. But I keep seeing like first year law yeah. students or year 13 students. And I think some of the content that I create on my blog as well is so much more useful for them. If I connect with them, yeah. I was thinking the other day, we all make mistakes in our lives. They are inevitable but why should people make the same mistakes as we do they should make their own you should be able to pass on your guidance so they can then make different mistakes and then you can actually you can help someone grow and learn and then the next generation will be making new mistakes again because mistakes are inevitable but why should why shouldn't you give your advice and help someone out and I think Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is a great platform for helping others and then hopefully the more you help others the more people will help you because at the end of the day LinkedIn is an algorithm the more you comment Mm. the more likes you get the more people see your posts and then that's when you really will be able to reach such a wide range of an audience yeah for sure and I I feel like sometimes we think that we can't add value because we feel like well you know imposter syndrome like we're not experienced enough but there's always going to be somebody that's like you know that one stage behind you that like wants to get where you're at now and I think we sometimes like forget that so like I've been getting messages about like the vac scheme and, and things like that and it, it just kind of puts things into perspective really because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have got like the scheme that I've got if you know if I didn't reach out to people I didn't you know really make the effort into actually understanding like the firm and really getting to know people that work there because I feel like that's the biggest tip I would give to somebody that's you know thinking of applying to vac schemes or anything like that or, or training contracts is to just really just reach out to the firm and be specific and just ask people like what is it like to work there you know have phone calls with them meet up for a virtual coffee I, I think it's like the probably the most important thing to be honest because then you really get a feel and a sense of of the firm and I think it is a lot harder now obviously because it's you know it's all virtual but there are definitely things that you can do you, know, you can have that phone call and, and things like that that really will make a difference and I think going back to like the LinkedIn like content 
I, I would say the the biggest thing with LinkedIn content is just being authentic and being yourself. So like when I, you know, do my stuff for Global Tech Leap, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm an expert in any of this. So I, I'm literally just being completely transparent. Like I don't I don't know a lot about <laughs> this, but I, I want people to learn with me, if that makes sense. So like I'm like reaching out to people and basically getting like a one to one lesson on, on something really cool and something really interesting, typing it up and then then publishing it for other people to read. And hopefully it, you know, helps people to to understand like difficult topics in tech that I, will be useful. I think also don't downplay the value that you can add in you don't ha- you don't necessarily have to be writing articles and blogs because that might seem like quite a lot for someone that's maybe just started out connecting with people on LinkedIn. Even if you're just, say, sharing an article that you saw, I think a good way to add your own value to that is to not just summarize what's in the article but also kind of give your own little analysis of it and say you know why why this might be um important or influential in the legal market and in that way you are adding to it so it doesn't it doesn't have to be like really mammoth like um blogs and stuff that you're doing it can just be those little points of analysis and if you think about yeah. it, they, the person might not read the actual article, but they read what you summarise and what you analyse. Mm. You can still, you are still giving. Absolutely, and I think I think the easiest way I think for starting out on LinkedIn is is asking asking your network questions, no matter how you know big or small the network is. I think you know when you ask those kind of like critical thinking questions, it does get people thinking, and they're like, oh, they they're really thinking about this article they haven't just you know shared it aimlessly and you know they've read an article they've actually really thought about what it means and are trying to add value to other people by kind of asking probing questions and you know trying to think critically about what it's actually like saying one of the um last things i wanted to touch on was about um a really simple thing you can do is just keeping your profile up to date Mm -hmm. um in terms of building a personal brand it's really important to just make sure that all the information on there is up to date that doesn't mean that you have to post every test result you get back but just make sure if you have got potential employers looking at it that they're seeing what you want them to see kind of straight away absolutely like linkedin is like you know a cv that you're publishing to the whole world like you're literally right, publishing nobody CV freak out <laughs> it's a cv that you're publishing to the whole world that's so intense but that that was quite intimidating but it 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 kind of is like it's public like anybody can anyone can have a look i mean obviously depending on your privacy settings or whatever but you know people that's what recruiters are looking for just make sure that you're i think with the headline thing especially like i was always kind of told that it should be quite snappy so like a lot of people i see some people that have so much stuff in their first intro box like just try and (laughs) um but like not not even like that like i mean like tons and tons of stuff like people just list everything that they've done like just pick some things like you know if you're at uni put obviously that there or if you've got a back scheme or if you've got a training contract or whatever like put that on there but don't overwhelm your initial headline because it's quite confusing if someone doesn't know you they're going to be like wait what does she do Mm, yeah I definitely agree with that especially in the um, bio bit I remember I was on work experience and for an Mm. hour one day we literally spent an hour doing my LinkedIn profile that was probably the most beneficial bit of work experience I've ever had Um, but 
that is you want to make sure that in that bio obviously it's short snappy make sure there's no grammatical errors like even your whole cv like linkedin profile it is a cv make sure it makes sense it flows there's no spelling mistakes because like you said even though it can be scary and daunting and i sometimes think linkedin is scary it also has a wealth of opportunity that anyone can see your profile like you said that means anyone can see the potential that you could give to their company just also picture linkedin pictures let's make sure those are professional as they can be yeah, i know that's hard definitely. because not everyone has professional photos but i remember my first ever linkedin profile was me at law ball and i had champagne in my hand and i was just thinking that just really isn't professional at all mm. luckily i've now got a professional photo but We're not professional, but it probably is quite a good reflection of you, Abby. (laughs) 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 But I also, especially with photos, we have so much time now. Just get, just dress up professionally, sit next to a white wall and get your mum to take a picture on your phone of you rather than like a weird selfie angle. And just that will honestly improve your whole image. The Mm. last thing I wanted to end on um, was talking about, I think we've, we've touched on it a bit, but getting a bit overwhelmed on LinkedIn because mm. it, it, it is really popular nowadays. And actually I, I got slightly, slightly addicted to LinkedIn a while ago oh, God, when yeah. if I, if I'm ever doing like, I have an essay due or I have an exam or something, I delete the social media off my phone. So Facebook, Instagram, mm. Snapchat to help me concentrate. But then the thing is, I started doing that. And then all I had left was LinkedIn. So then I just became obsessed with LinkedIn because that was my only outlet. But Mm. at the same time I was doing that, I did find that sometimes I think Instagram in particular can be quite a toxic place because people are just putting their best selves forward. And I think often the same is true of LinkedIn. And it's really hard not to look around and think, oh my goodness, everyone's doing so well. Everyone's doing so many online courses they're all getting back schemes tcs coming out their ears um Mm. but i think just when you're on linkedin if you got a bit addicted to it like i did just be mindful that people often do present their best selves and aren't going to put you know every time they get a rejection or something like that and i think that's something to bear in mind i always find that quite hard because obviously with instagram and Twitter, Facebook, everyone's really open about the fact that people put their best selves on there. But I always find LinkedIn worse because, yeah, it's great if you look good on an Instagram picture, but then you see people get the job you want. And to me, that's way more impressive Mm. or way more of... The idea of not getting a job is daunting to me. So LinkedIn can actually have such a harrowing effect on my mood sometimes. It can give you a boost of confidence too, I think. Like I, I think, you know, when, you, when you're kind of with your peers as well, I think it's really great. Because I, I, as you were saying, I wouldn't have met, I wouldn't have met you guys if it wasn't for LinkedIn. Like, it is quite weird to think that, like, sometimes, you know, these connections can actually become, like, lifelong friends. Take advantage of it. Like, really take advantage of it and, and make, make it your own, really. Because the thing is, it is a free resource and all these people are just you know, out there, you just got to reach out to them and take the first step. And as I was saying before, you know, everyone was in your shoes once. So like people are so willing to help. Like I've never 
like had any bad experience you know with, with asking for help and stuff people are always so kind and so lovely and yeah it's just it's just been great and I think it's it's really helped boost my confidence as well I think especially in like the professional world and especially for me coming from like a non-law kind of background I didn't have any idea like about this whole world like at all like it, it's so nice to be able to like connect with you know your peers as well and go see their stories and be able to follow you know their journey their lives as well it's just it's a really great platform to use and utilize that was lovely i think actually we should great end, end it there really. yeah. i'd like to <laughs> say thank you for coming on because <laughs> honestly couldn't have done it without you and our little business update has a lifelong friendship so i'm really we thankful do. you're coming on our podcast and it's really exciting and i'm excited to see where the global tech leap is going to go And now onto the key takeaways. So the first one is put yourself out there in terms of messaging people and engaging because you'll only get as much out of it as you put in. On that note, if you do reach out to someone and they don't respond, don't let rejection dishearten you. It's definitely not personal and persistence is key. But third and finally, one simple way to make yourself stand out to anyone that you're reaching out to is to make sure that your profile really sells itself. So keep it up to date, keep it professional declutter your headline and have a nice snappy bio. All those things all tied in together quite nicely. So online networking can be daunting and it might be tempting just to add the people you know and stick within your comfort zone. But hopefully after today, you'll feel more confident about branching out and expanding your online network. Thank you again to Lauren Moore for being such a great first guest. And if you want to get in touch, then please follow us on LinkedIn or email us at virtuallylegalpodcast at gmail.com. See you in two weeks time.